0: Email customercare at laranoils.com for a list of distributors and retailers near you and tell them Marge sent you. A brand new episode awaits, friends. This week, we're doing a classic deviled egg, but with a devil's lettuce twist. Welcome to Bite Me, the show about edibles, where I help you take control of your high life. I'm your host and certified Ganger Marge, and I love helping cooks make safe and effective edibles at home. I'm so glad you're here, and thank you for joining me today. And welcome back to another episode of Bite Me, the show about edibles, where I, your gracious host, walk you through a lovely episode that I've tried in my own home kitchen, because like you... Well, like most of you listening, you're probably not a professional chef, and some of the things that I learn while I do this, I love to share with you folks, and I also love to show people how vast is the world of edibles. And so, if you're just joining us for the first time this week, we're doing a classic recipe: the deviled eggs. And if you're a long-time listener, thank you for being here. Thank you, everyone, for being here and allowing me to share my knowledge with you, some of my personal stories about what's happening in my life, and just being here. We're all here under one umbrella, a love of edibles, and I'm here to support that in whatever way that helps you most, whether it's through this podcast itself or finding some recipes over on the website or joining the Bite Me Cannabis Club. I'm just glad that you're here. Before we get into this week's episode, of course, we're still doing stoner trivia. And as the stoner that I am, I couldn't tell you for the life of me if I gave you the answer for last week's trivia in last week's episode. So I'll try and remember to do it this week, but I picked a card randomly from the Stoner Trivia Race to 420 box of cards that I received around Christmas time from my listener of Bite Me. You know who you are. Thanks again. This is a gift that keeps on giving, especially because I can share it with all of you people. And if you are keeping track, this week's question is worth 30 points, and it is once again from the movie category. And I think many of you will probably get this one without too much trouble or waiting for the answer at the end of the episode, which I promise I will do this time. I have the card out in front of me to remind me, to reveal the answer at the end of this episode. But here is the question. In, the 19, in this 1930s anti-marijuana movie, a young man is caught using marijuana and is committed to a mental institution for life. Was that movie Reefer Madness? Assassin of Youth, Devil's Garden. Many of you are probably familiar with Reefer Madness. That is one of the most well known anti weed movies of all time. And I don't think I've actually seen that, although I do have a couple of vintage Reefer Madness tin posters that I will be putting up in my new office when I finally move, which looks like it may be the end of February 2024. So very exciting. I'll have a temporary office set up elsewhere. And I may be on the road a little bit. We'll see what that looks like. But I've never seen Reefer Madness. And I find it kind of uh, fascinating because that's one of those famous movies that really influenced what people thought about cannabis for a very long time. And it still does in some places and in many ways. We still deal with the stigma associated with these propaganda movies that were made. I was like, you know what? I wouldn't mind watching it. So I went to this website, it's actually a very useful website if you're ever looking for something to watch. I remember a friend of mine told me about it and I'll be sure to include it in the show notes So if you want to make use of it for yourself. It's called justwatch.com and essentially it is a place where you type in the movie, TV show, whatever it is you're looking for and it'll tell you where you can watch it because we have so many options these days, streaming platforms and all the rest of it. But in any case, I will remember to reveal the answer at the end of this episode. I also wanted to bring to your attention because they are such big supporters of the show and I've been using this product for a very long time and that is T-Check. And the reason I'm bringing it up is it is now public knowledge that T-Check has come out with the T-Check Potency Tester 3. If you already have one, you're probably working with the second version, the T-Check Potency Tester 2. That's the version that I have, but they just came out with a new version. One of the new features of this T-Check 3 is that you can test hemp-based products. Now, remember the T-Check, there's a couple different packages you can get. There's one that is used for just testing your infusions and it will it it will test infused clarified butter, coconut oil, MCT oil, extra virgin olive oil, infused alcohol tinctures, winterized concentrates like shatter crumble diamonds, and it can also test non-decarb dried flour. But some of these things, obviously when you're testing the flour, you need the expansion kit which allows to test for dried flour. I do have that. I was, I got that actually, they sent me that half of the kit a little while ago, but the original T-Check 2 that I have is one that I purchased before I started the the show and I've been using it for quite a long time. So I'm a big supporter of T-Check because they're obviously a huge supporter of the cannabis community. And if you haven't checked out some of the episodes that I did with the CEO of T-Check and uh, Parker from T-Check, if he's still there, who gives you the ins and outs of using the device. Um, You'll find out exactly how that came to be, but this new device looks really interesting. It looks like they've probably updated some of the, the software involved with it as well so that it's even more accurate. They don't come out with updates all that often, and a handheld mass spectrometer is a pretty amazing piece of tech to hold in your hand. Now you may be wondering, but Marge, I just bought one. And if you did, I feel you because you're like, I would really like to have this updated tech. They did send an email saying that if that they're going to have some kind of upgrade program available. Now, I don't really know what that looks like yet. They haven't unveiled that. But once I learn more, I'll keep you posted on what that looks like. And, and uh, maybe that's something that makes sense to you. But the one thing I really love about the tea check, if you're using it for your infusions, because you're making a ton of edibles, then there are no refill components needed. You buy the device, it comes with the special tray, and that's all you need. Now let's get into the episode for this week. And this recipe is from the Bite Me Edibles Cookbook, a guide to cannabis infusion and edible recipes. I bet you didn't know that there was a Bite Me Edibles Cookbook. It is a PDF version that you can download when you sign up for the Edibles Enthusiast email newsletter, or you can actually grab it if you're part of the Bite Me Cannabis Club. There's a section there with like uh, e cookbooks because there's a lot of them out there that I've collected over time, and they have some great recipes in them. And this cookbook has some original recipes, but also some uh, tried and true tried and true recipes from that I've done over the years on the show. And some of my some of my favorites. I mean at this point it's really hard to pick favorites because I like to think I have a pretty healthy palate. In any case, if you are interested in getting a copy from either of those ways, the the Edibles Enthusiast email newsletter. You can sign up for that over on the website, I believe, and it's a monthly newsletter. And then there's also a short weekly episode reminder email that goes out as well. So I try not to fill your inbox with too much stuff, but just enough to keep you updated on things that are going on, like a new tea check. And when that upgrade program becomes available, that's one place where I'd share that information with you so that you know if that's going to be right for you. deviled eggs with devil's lettuce. I love eggs, like really, really love them. And I even go out of the way to buy farm fresh eggs whenever I can, Uh, eggs that have been humanely raised. And I do this for a multitude of reasons. I like to support the local farmers as much as possible. And I'm really blessed to live in an area where there are a number of small scale organic farmers who take the role of farming really seriously and they're creating, producing really high quality food. And I find that the eggs are fresher, therefore they have a higher nutrient value. The chickens are true free-run chickens, and thus doing things that chickens should be doing, like eating eggs or eating eggs. <laughs> that uh I'm not sure would that be cannibalism, but eating bugs, insects, rocks, all that kind of thing that contributes to the nutrition value of the eggs, which I feel is superior than the ones that you can buy at the grocery store. And the fun, the thing about eggs at the grocery store, and don't get me wrong, I have bought plenty of eggs from traditional places, but I just realized that there might not be as much nutritional value in them in comparison to something that's super fresh, which kind of makes sense to me. But... Um, also the marketing sometimes is what bugs me more about the eggs that you get at the grocery store. Cause you see eggs that are labeled as free run or cage-free and that kind of thing. But a lot of the times that doesn't actually mean what you think it does. When you think of free run cage-free egg or chickens, these are chickens you envision like being in a large, like penned area where they have access to outdoors and sunshine or fresh air. But a lot of the times what it actually refers to is these giant industrialized chicken farms where they cram millions of chickens or thousands of chickens into one area and they might have access to a small concrete pad and that can constitute free run. And, you know, as long as they have that little bit of fresh air, then they can slap that marketing on their egg cartons. And I just find this a little. Obviously it's marketing and it's a little misleading and that's the, so a lot of the times when I go to the grocery store, I just buy regular eggs. I don't buy any of the organic eggs or free run cage-free eggs that I find at the grocery store because most of the time it's misleading. It's a misnomer. And I've actually personally made, made it a mission to shop at these big grocery stores as little as possible as of late because there's so much inflation, there's so much high food prices, and somehow these grocery store chains are still making record profits while we are out here still struggling. Like, fuck that. So I would rather my money go towards a small local farmer when possible. I invite you to join me on that mission if it makes sense for you. And if not, I know we all got to keep doing what we got to keep doing because it's tough times out there for everybody. As much as I love eggs, I don't make deviled eggs very often, and even though I love them, and they're meant to be shared as well. So this recipe is really simple, and you can adjust it as needed for how many people will be enjoying them with you. And you probably have all the stuff to make them right now in your fridge and pantry because it's a pretty simple recipe. So it's calling for six large hard-boiled eggs peeled and halved. Now, if you're not going to be needing you know, twelve deviled eggs. Right away, I would suggest making just making a smaller batch because, frankly, I don't know if after like a couple of days these really seem as exciting, if you will. I, I'm not really sure about the the uh, longevity they have in the fridge. But obviously, if you're not going to be eating them all within like a day or two, then you probably don't want to make extra because you'll just end up pitching them. You need a little bit of mayonnaise. You need a little bit of can of butter. You need some uh, sweet pickle relish, minced shallots, and Dijon mustard. Then you're going to have a little black pepper and paprika for dusting, which gives it that big pop of color. And that's pretty much it. I mean, you need to boil your hard-boiled eggs. And probably the most difficult part is removing the yolks and placing them in a bowl. And, you know, not, have you ever had those hard-boiled eggs where you kind of go to peel them and half the whites seem to come off with them? Like That's what you're trying to avoid for sure and you're going to set aside the whites on a large plate and you're going to put your yolks, hard boiled yolks in another bowl and in that bowl you're going to add all these other ingredients, the mayo, the can of butter which has been melted and cooled a little bit, your relish, shallots, mustard and then you're going to mash it all together and that's when you're you're going to spoon back into your egg and then you're going to sprinkle it with your paprika. And I guess you add the salt and pepper to that mix as well. So it's super simple. And I, I'm pretty sure most people are going to have, maybe you won't have a shallot on hand or shallot. How do you say it? Shallot or shallot? I don't really know. I always call it a shallot because it sounds fancier and trench or something like that. It makes me look uh, more worldly. I don't know. But that's essentially all you do. And then you can enjoy and get high from eggs and who doesn't love that? I fucking love deviled eggs. I should be making them more of should definitely be making them more. But alas. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. There isn't too much more to talk about when it comes to deviled eggs, because you maybe you've made them before, but have you ever made them deviled eggs with the devil's lettuce? I came up with that joke and I was like, damn, that's so clever, Margaret. <laughs> Sometimes when I refer to myself in the third person, I use my full name. But uh, yeah, I don't know if it's that clever. However, if you enjoyed this episode and you know somebody who's also a lover of eggs and looking perhaps to make an edible that's like pretty quick and easy and outside the traditional pop brownie that we are all like, oh yeah, we know the pop brownie and we're looking for something different, then maybe they would love to hear this episode and also learn about the wide, vast world of edibles uh before i forget also let's go back to that movie that stoner trivia question which is in this 1930s anti-marijuana movie a young man is caught using marijuana and is committed to a mental institution for life and if you thought the answer for 30 points was reefer madness you would be correct you would be correct So congratulations if you got that right. If any of you have seen the movie and have thoughts on it, as in like, was it any good actually? Like, I mean, it's fine to put out a propaganda movie. It's become a bit of a cult classic, but was the movie actually any good or was just like kind of shitty as far as like plot? I mean, obviously the plot is ridiculous, but I don't know, share it with me. You can talk to me at the email, by email, the podcast hotline, DM me on Instagram, find me at the Bite Me Cannabis Club, And you know what won't commit you to a mental institution for life for using cannabis? The products and services recommended on the Marge Recommends page. And I suggest you check those out because if you're looking for something in particular that's going to help improve your edibles game, then you'll find a whole bunch of products and services that I personally use over on that page and I get a small commission for that. And no extra charge to you. Win-win helps support the show because there are uh, considerable costs to running a podcast and a website and all that other fun stuff. I'm your host, Marge. And until next time, my friends, stay high.